everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through June 17th. We're recording a day early due to Father's Day And also, it's my brother's birthday on June 18th. So I asked Daphne if we could record just a day early so that I could celebrate both my dad and my brother on Sunday. So just a day early, but you're getting your podcast still on June 19th. Yes, and speaking of June 19th, it's a very special day in the IceDance.com universe. It was on June 19th, 1999, that... My friend Emma and I launched IceDance.com. Wow. Well, happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. 24 (laughs) years later, we're still going strong. In fact, I've posted the first photos of this skating season. And I'm starting to get my photography schedule for this upcoming season Not just my events, but also what other photographers are doing so I can be organized. It's going to be a great season. It's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, in less than a month, I'll be in Plano, Texas, photographing the Dallas Classics. So I'm really excited. Yeah, and that's the first NQS event, correct? It is. So yeah, we're going to, we're really getting going here um and when we i was putting stuff in for this episode there's a lot that happened this week so um stay tuned um we it might be a little bit longer but we'll try to go through it as quickly as we can but also now that we're in mid-june hopefully we be should be getting grand prix assignments now last year That was a totally different story. We didn't get those until July, but hopefully within the next couple of days, maybe next week, we'll have some Grand Prix assignments to talk about. That would be fantastic. I know last year it took a little extra time because they were still trying to iron out the details of which countries were going to host two of the Grand Prix events, and this year there doesn't seem to be that issue, so hopefully... They will wrap that up, and we will know who's competing where. Unfortunately, Gina, I will not be going to a Grand Prix event this year due to um, I'm going to be doing something fun and different that weekend, actually getting together with my podcast friends. So I will miss Skate America. However, I'm excited that the rest of you are going, and I can't wait to hear who's going to be competing there. Yes, I'm hoping to be at Skate America, and I'm looking forward to seeing who's going to be there as well. So hopefully those assignments will come soon. This week, though, we do have a second episode for you, so stay tuned on Wednesday. That would be June 21st. We will have a second episode for you, so... But Daphne, let's get going because as I said, there's a lot to talk about. So do you want to get started with the event results? Of course. So the 2023 Irish Championships took place this past weekend. Caroline Susis and Shane Ferris competed in senior dance. 
They formally represented Canada, but they competed both segments on Saturday, scoring 63.84 in the rhythm dance and 96.66 in the free dance for a score of 160.50. Dylan Judge competed in senior men, but there were no senior women or pairs. After the short program in the junior women's event, Sofia Kacheva was the leader over Kiera Turner-Frick. Laura Hegarty and Kevin Hegarty competed in junior dance. There were no junior men or pairs. And Searsha O'Sullivan competed in advanced novice. Now I have a question, Daphne. Do we know if they compete, like, for dance? Were they doing last year's rhythm dance? I'm not sure. I think there's a good possibility. This event is so far either late in the season or early in the next season. I'm not really sure. Maybe someone can point that out to us. Yeah. I'm interested to know if like Carolyn and Shane had, um, you know, a new program or if they were using last year's programs, you know, because obviously compared to singles, you can, you know, reuse programs. It's easy, but for dance where it's a, different rhythm dance every year um just wondering if it was last year's or this year's so yeah yeah I'm not it's a sure. very interesting time of year for a competition um like a national championships yeah it's kind of i feel like it's right smack dab in the middle of or after when a season should have ended and before a season really starts so maybe someone can give us some information on that yeah Well, Solo Dance had an event this week. It was the Southport Summer Classic, and it was taking place in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. Um, We're trying to find out results. Um, If anyone has the link to those results, uh, please feel free to send it our way. We're trying to find it, and we were not able to find it as of the time we are recording this episode. If I find it after we're done recording, I will definitely include it in our show notes. And Fantasy on Ice is taking place well, it's, it's taking place this past weekend and next weekend in Japan. It's in Nagata this weekend and Kobe next weekend. And some of the skaters in the show include Yuzuru Hanyu, Stefan Lambiel, Javier Fernandez, Johnny Weir, Kaori Sakamoto, so Toko Miyahara, Mai Mihara, Gabriella Papadakis and Guillaume Cicerone, and Piper Gillis and Paul Poirier. Um, seeing a lot of social media posts from the show. So yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. So if you're in Japan and got to check it out, uh, let us know what you thought of it. Absolutely. So moving on to general skating news, we have a few updates that are based on decisions from the ISU Council's June meeting. So the ISU announced that the 2024 European Championships are going to take place in Kaunas, Lithuania. The event is going to take place from January 8th through the 14th, which is the same time as Canadian Nationals. And of course, Kaunas replaces Budapest, Hungary, who announced that they could not host the event. Well, the ISU announced that the 2025 World Junior Synchronized Championships will be in Gothenburg, Sweden. The 2026 Four Continents Championships will take place in Beijing, China. 
The 2024 Junior and Senior Grand Prix Final will be held in Orleans, France. And there are some changes in the Minimum Total Elements Score, or TES, for the ISU Championships in 2024. For Worlds... For the men, it's 34 for the short program, 64 for the free skate. Women, 32 for the short program, and 53 for the free skate. In pairs, it's 29 for the short program, 46 for the free skate. And in dance, the Rhythm Dance TES minimum is 35, while it's 52 for the free dance. Moving on to Europeans and Four Continents... The men's short program TES minimum is 28, while the free skate is 46. Women and pairs, it's 25 for the short program and 42 for the free skate. And for dance, it's 30 for the rhythm dance and 48 for the free dance. Now moving on to junior worlds, for men and women, it's 25 for the short program, 44 for the men in the free skate, and 40 for women in the free skate. For pairs, it's 23 for the short program and 34 for the free skate. And in dance, the minimum TES is 24 for the rhythm dance and 38 for the free dance. Also, the ISU released communication 2569, which are the ice dance requirements for technical rules. Uh, Communication 2568 was the list of skaters currently subject to a period of ineligibility following an anti-doping rule violation. The council decided that in order to help organizing ISU members and create a more time and cost-effective event, the opening ceremony and exhibition for the World Junior Championships are no longer mandatory. Now, the council will meet again on October 6th through the 8th in Switzerland, um, and I believe that's when they will decide again regarding the status of Russia and Belarus um, for international competition. Moving on, the all-event tickets for Worlds are now on sale. They went on sale on Thursday to the general public, but there was a pre-sale available on Monday. They did have some technical issues on Monday. There were a lot of complaints online, (laughs) but those issues have been resolved and tickets are on sale. I hope everyone who wanted to get their World's All Event tickets were able to do so. Um, I know I saw a lot of people complaining. It brought back all of that, uh, all of what happened with Ticketmaster and Taylor Swift. I was like, oh no, here we go again. But um, I'm glad it's been resolved and I'm glad people are getting their tickets for Worlds. It's exciting that people are now getting tickets. It makes it feel like it's so much closer um, now that, you know, people have tickets. So, but Speaking of tickets, weekend finals ticket packages for the 2024 Toyota U.S. Figure Skating Championships went on sale on Wednesday, June 14th. Um, Nationals is in Columbus, Ohio, and it will take place January 22nd to the 28th. So Finland's Walter Vertainen, the 36-year-old single skater and medical doctor who works in the emergency room of a Finnish hospital, 
has announced that he's going to switch two pairs and join forces with Swedish skater Tilda Alteride. She competed for Canada last season. The two will be representing Finland. They posted on Instagram sharing this news. Well, the Spanish Figure Skating Federation has officially announced that Olivia Smart and Tim Deke are going to represent Spain for the 2023-2024 season. They're expecting to receive the approval from the ISU next week. This should only be a formality. Um, The two recorded a nice video in Spanish thanking the Federation and sharing how happy they are to represent Spain. And then today I saw a post with the Ice Academy of Montreal welcoming Tim um, to their training. So everyone's really excited. I know we were excited to hear that Olivia was going to be competing next season. Um, It was still... When she was on our podcast, it was still at the beginning. Um, She was still working out some things regarding what um, country they would be representing. But I'm glad it all has worked out. And I'm looking forward to seeing Olivia and Tim this coming season. Well, fans of Yuzero Hanyu are going to be pleased. His Ice Story gift from the Tokyo Arena is coming to Disney+. Plus. And it will be available to Disney Plus subscribers in the U.S. on Friday, July 14th. Oh, I think a lot of people will be tuning in on July 14th. Absolutely. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> well, moving on to our recent articles and interviews, the Future of Figure Skating podcast had Megan Williams-Stewart on the podcast to talk about Black, Indigenous, and People of Color inclusion, her work with Diversify Ice, and her new job with the Johnny Weir Skating Academy. Golden Skate talked with Belgium's Nina Pinzeron about skating school and the sacrifices she has had to make in order to succeed in the sport. Well, PBS in North Carolina, and this is a video interview they did with Rachel Flatt. They interviewed her about her work in mental health advocacy for athletes competing in aesthetic sports like figure skating. Rachel is currently a doctoral student in clinical psychology at the UNC Chapel Hill. And finally, the ISU did a behind-the-scenes video makeup session with Germany's Nicole Schott as she was preparing to compete at the World Championships. Well, moving on to social media updates. Now, this is an update I forgot to mention last week on the podcast, but Star Andrews posted a health update on her Instagram a week ago. She wrote that I have two types of tachycardia, one that resolved last year by ablation, the second atrial tachycardia recently discovered in the upper left chamber of the heart. It was too risky to ablate given the fact of its location near a very important nerve in the septum. Currently, we will visit other treatment plans. Um, So again, that was a week ago, but Star is back on the ice. She's jumping again. Um, Her Instagram story showed clips of her landing a triple salcow and a triple loop. So glad to see Star is um, back on the ice, and I'm hoping that... um, these medical issues are going to, she's going to get um, some treatment for them and it's not going to impact her skating here. So the ISU tweeted a video promoting Olympic Day, which of course, June 23rd. This video features Holly Harris from Australia and focuses on dedicating 30 minutes to getting active. 
I look forward to seeing the Olympic post on June 23rd. Me Those are always too. <laughs> you know what? We'll just collect if some of the links of the best ones and uh, share those in our podcasts. Yes. yes. Well, Karen Krauss on Twitter posted she is down to the final edits of Gracie Gold's memoir. Karen is an author and a journalist. Um, Karen traveled to Skate America and the U.S. Championships, and she was with Tara Modlin, Gracie's agent. I think I remember meeting Karen, but I knew she was working on a book with Gracie. So um, the fact that we're down to the final edits means that we should be seeing a book about Gracie pretty soon here. That is awesome. I look forward mm-hmm. to reading it. So Natalia Miskachinik posted on her Instagram a video of a throw jump with Gabriella Izzo and Thierry Furland. The partnership hasn't been announced by Gabby or Thierry. Gabby announced earlier this season, though, that she is going to focus on pairs. Thierry previously skated with Lorian Mate for Canada. They missed most of last season due to injury. Um, we don't have any additional info to report, but it seems that Gabby is, um, advancing in her pairs training. Mm-hmm. Congratulations are in order for Ice Academy of Montreal choreographer Sam Schwinnard, who posted on Instagram that he got engaged to his partner, Mark andre Peter, in the Almafi Coast. Gabrielle Delman is now based in Mariposa School of Skating in Barrie, Ontario. She was featured on their social media platform on Wednesday. Michael Hoppus was listed as her base coach in this tweet. Um, there was in this tweet last month, and we'll put that tweet in our show notes. So British Ice Skating posted on Twitter to promote the solo ice dance progression camp that's taking place from July 26th through July 27th. Ava Ziegler posted some pics on her Instagram that showed her with Josephine Lee, Soho Lee, and Jacob Sanchez, a few of the skaters invited to a U.S. figure skating camp that took place in Southern California this past week. Claire Seo, Elise Lynn Gracie, Katie Shen, and Michelle Lee were some of the ISP skaters seen in various Instagram stories. We have a couple of show announcements. First, the 51st Annual Evening with Champions will take place September 8th through the 10th. Social media posts this week say that information on early bird tickets is coming soon. More skaters have been announced for Sun Valley. August 12th will now be Caitlin Hawaiik and John Luke Baker. Already announced to perform, um, Mariah Bell, she is performing on July 6th. Isabel Levito on July 22nd. Alexa Kinnearm and Brandon Frazier on July 29th, and Nathan Chen on August 26th. There's still one more headliner to be announced for August 5th, so as soon as we see that um, announced with Sun Valley, we will let you know here on the podcast. So the 2023 Vail Skate Festival is going to be held on December 22nd and 23rd at Dobson Arena, and this year's show is starring Nathan Chen, along with Mariah Nagasu and Jason Brown. Tickets go on sale on June 19th, the day you are hearing this podcast. Yes. Well, moving on to program announcements. A reminder again, we are posting music and artists as well as choreographer on our website. If you are a skater or choreographer, coach, and would like to send us 
program information for next season. Um, I will let you know how to do that later on in the podcast. But yeah, we are posting them as it comes in. And so definitely we the links for our website where those programs are listed will be in our show notes. But some skaters that announced programs this week include Ellie Cam and Danny O'Shea. They announced their short program via an Instagram video from our friend Jordan of On Ice Perspectives. And they are skating their short program to the finale from East of Eden performed by the London Symphony Orchestra. And their short program was choreographed by Drew Meekins. I'll be honest, I watched that clip a couple times. I really like East of Eden. Um... And I really liked the clip that they shared of the program. It's definitely um, towards the end of the program. So I'm looking forward to seeing the whole thing this season. Italy's Matteo Rizzo shared on Instagram that he will be skating his new free program to Fix You by Coldplay. It is being choreographed by Luca Lenate. He has also already shared last month that his short program will be Dernier Dance, and it's choreographed by Massimo Scali. Well, the new team of Emma Goodstad and Christian Bennett, who will represent Canada, announced their skating to Love Shack for their rhythm dance. And I'm going to say, as soon as they announced an 80s theme, I knew someone was going to skate to Love Shack. <laughs> I'm okay with it, though, because it's more variety. We're getting a lot yes. of variety in these program announcements. So, Denis Vasiliev is skating to Hallelujah for his short program. There is no other information on it other than that he's performing the program on Fantasy on Ice. And then finally, Lucas Appel, who is a solo ice dancer, asked if we wouldn't mind including solo dance in our list of program announcements. We most certainly will. As you all know, we're trying to expand all the work that we're doing to promote all the disciplines. So Lucas is skating to Maschinata by Bellini and Tiboron by Proyecto Uno for his rhythm dance and Scheherazade, a medley of Scheherazade, by the New York Philharmonic. Now I have a question here. Does solo dance follow the same theme for their rhythm dance? I think they're a season behind. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just curious. I didn't I didn't know, and that's something hopefully I will learn more about solo dance when we have do our little solo dance podcast coming up here soon. So yes. stay tuned for that. Sounds great. So let's transition though to upcoming events for the week. So as we mentioned earlier. June 23rd is Olympic Day, so stay tuned for a lot of Olympic posts coming on June 23rd. Chesapeake Open, which is a pretty big competition that has a lot of ice dance, is taking place in Laurel, Maryland from June 21st through the 24th. And Grand Rapids Open is taking place in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and it's June 23rd to the 25th. And then we want to give you all a heads up. Broadmoor Open is coming June 26th through July 1st. And we'll have more information on that next week. So Gina, we have reached the end of our planned content. 
We moved through it pretty quickly. Here I thought when I was putting in all that information that it was going to take us a while to get through this, but we moved pretty quickly. We did. We did. <laughs> so could you let folks know where they can find us? Well, you can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. On social media, Twitter, it's at thiswkinskating. And Facebook and Instagram, it's thisweekinskating. We love your feedback or your questions. Again, if you're a coach, skater, choreographer, and would like to send us your program information for next season, you can do so by reaching out to us on social media, or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate all the support that we've received via email and social media. Please keep it coming. It helps remind us that we're on the right track. We also appreciate suggestions. Thanks so much, Lucas, for writing in and sharing your program information. We appreciate it. These are the types of things that are going to allow us to continue to grow our podcast and get information out there to continue to promote the sport. So it's a win-win. Please continue to share. We like to end our podcast by shining a light on some of the work that we're doing at our individual websites. Over at IDC, all of Harumi's photos from Prince Mikasa Cup are online. I always get excited this time of year because it's time for that competition. And except for the pandemic, I would say the last five years, our season with photos has started with this competition. I'm re always really excited to share Harumi's great work from photographing this event. Well, and also, again, happy birthday, IDC, 24 <laughs> years. Uh, we will have some articles coming up this week. There's some solo stuff we're going to do. And I have the new team series as well. So that is going to be progressing. Again, if you're a new team, reach out to us on social media. I'd love to be able to, to work with you to promote your partnership this summer. Gina? What do you have going on over at FSO? Well, I posted two things this week. One was my review or recap of Stars on Ice. And the other was the interview I did with Isabel Levito um, before the last uh, Stars on Ice show. I actually only had a few minutes with Isabel. The schedule was kind of hectic. Um, so it was a quick interview, but she talked about... The past season talked about getting to skate in stars on ice and now her working towards next season she did not give me her um her program information she did give me a cute quote so if you want to see what she said to me about um when i asked about her program information you'll have to check out my interview which will be linked in the show notes as usual yeah so one new item we've added especially for the summer is the mailbag this is where we answer one of your questions, and we heard from Debbie, who sent the following. I have attended three live competitions, Four Continents in 2019, and U.S. Nationals in 2020 and 2023, which have exponentially increased my love and appreciation for skating. We agree. I think live skating just brings you into it, especially mm -hmm. competitions. Yes. Well, I assume that you both sit in the press area competitions. I'm curious as to your opinions on which side of the arena is preferable for spectators, the judge's side or the opposite side. Hmm. Coming from a dance perspective, <laughs> the judge's side is better um, 
because a lot of the elements face the judges more so than you get in a singles or pairs program. So I think the judges side is better overall for, you know, for watching Ice Dance in particular, but I think it would work for all of the disciplines. As a photographer, we have a designated area to sit in when we're photographing events, and it's usually to the left or the right of the judges, and in photographing any of the disciplines, really, I've gotten great photos from, from that side. Yeah, I, I know from your experience being on the opposite side of the judges, photos are a lot difficult to shoot, correct? They are, except sometimes I'm able to get photos that no one else will get because they're not positioned in the place that I am in. And those can still be cool. There are some cool shots I got um, a few years ago at the Dallas Classic because of where I was positioned, I was able to get pictures that I would never have gotten anywhere else. Hmm. And I appreciated that. I do okay. prefer to shoot on the judges' side. In most competitions, if not all, that's where you sit. Yeah. Um, at least at U.S. competitions. From a photographer's perspective, <laughs> I recommend the judges' side. Okay. So from a journalist's perspective where... My seats tend to vary depending on a competition. Um, there are sometimes the media is right down across across next to the judges on the event level, on the ice level. Sometimes, like at the U.S. Championships this year, we were on a corner up in like high 100s. Um, I prefer being lower um, and that is because I also don't like to go up and down stairs and to, or using an elevator to get to our media workroom because we have two sets of seats. We have what is in the arena um, for photographers have their positions and then the uh, journalists have seats in the arena and then we have a media workroom that's down on the event level that no one really sees except the media. And it's basically an area for us to do our work, keep our stuff, um, that sort of thing. And so I like them. I like my seats in the arena to be in close proximity to the media workroom because the press conference is also in there. Mix zone is also in that area. So I'd like them to be pretty close to each other, but Sometimes that doesn't happen. So actually this year at nationals, I was on the opposite side of the judges where I sat because I didn't sit in the media seats. I sat in an open area and I don't mind sitting anywhere in the arena per se. I don't, and I don't, I prefer to be down low, but I don't want to be too low that I can't see. Skate America in 2021 was very hard for me to see, especially at the board that I was the closest to because the media seats were right at ice level. So anytime a skater came by, um, you couldn't see their feet. Um, it was just the way we weren't high up. Um, so I, again, it's anybody's preference on where you prefer to sit. If mm -hmm. you want to see the program from the front and 
you know, the front of it where the skaters are facing the judges and then they end facing the judges. I recommend being on the judges side because their programs start and end facing the judges. But if you want to be on an end because jumps tend to be on the ends, um, that works too. I just prefer, um, up higher. I think fans, once they've figured out their seat preference, as soon as tickets go on sale, they have their seats in mind. So it's, again, it's just a trial of where you want to sit. I know my mom, um, when she got tickets one year, she didn't get like an all event. She got individual and she switched her seat so she could get different perspectives. I know, Anne. Um, when we were at, I don't know, one event at Norwood, she wanted to be up and she wanted to be on a corner, which was interesting to me. Um, but she, that's where she wanted to go. She said, Oh, I like it up here. So it's all about preference. Um, but hopefully we gave you some thoughts on it and you can find your particular, you know, area that you would like to set. But, and I also think it depends on the arena too. Yeah. Like, you know, at Norwood, there's not a bad place to sit in that because Not it's so all. small it's so good but if you're in the td garden in boston i mean my world seats i think were way up i didn't sit in them but they were um because i ended up being media but they were way up in whatever and so it also you know depends on the arena um and also depends on price you know what yeah. is within your budget i mean if you have to get the cheapest seats so that you can go do it. <laughs> I mean, that was how it was with me was before I was media was whatever was in my budget I got so that I could at least go and be there. That's yeah. all that matters. And really likes to sit up higher and on a corner because in dance, there's the pattern and she mm -hmm. likes to be able to watch the pattern. So again, it's another facet of the competition. Right. So you decide what is most important to you for you to see for a good overall view i would recommend probably 10 to 15 rows back mm -hmm. on the judge's side yeah yeah well if anybody who's listening to this has already picked their preference of seats that they'd like to sit in and would like to let us know so that we can pass that along to debbie as well as she's trying to better figure out where she prefers to sit at a competition. We'd love to continue this conversation and get it going. Um, and of course, if you have another question um, that you would like us to answer or give our feedback on, we'd love to um, do that. You know, love to answer your questions and love to have a discussion. You can, as I mentioned a little while ago, just email us or post it on social media and we will include it in a future episode. Absolutely. And maybe, Gina, we can just run a poll on Twitter and see what people's preference is. Judge yes. aside. Because yes. I know that there is one skating mom who loves the Lutz's Corner. Like, that yes. is her go-to. So <laughs> I think I know who that skating mom is. <laughs> yeah. I, her son has retired. He's doing shows and doing some coaching and choreography. She still comes to events to support the skaters so it's pretty awesome well and with that we've reached the end of our episode thanks for listening everyone i'm daphne and i'm gina and you've been listening to this week in skating have a nice week <laughs> <laughs>